Rebels, I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're listening to a free audio-only recording of my Wednesday night show, The Gun Show. Tonight, my guest is Alex Newman from The New American Magazine, and we're here in Madrid, Spain, covering the United Nations Climate Change Conference. Now, if you like listening to the show, then you will love watching it, but in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to premium content. That's what we call our long-form TV-style shows here on Rebel News. Subscribers get access to my show as well as other great TV style shows too, like Ezra's Nightly, Ezra Levant Show, and David Menzies' fun Friday night show, Rebel Roundup. It's only eight bucks a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get two months free. And just for my podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new premium membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to premium.rebelnews.com to become a member. And please, Leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. Those reviews are a great way to support Rebel News without ever having to part with a penny. And now please enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Madrid, Spain, covering the annual United Nations Climate Change Conference and bringing you the other side of the story. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed and you're watching The Gun Show. Welcome to an abbreviated gun show from here at the annual gathering of the climate change true believers. This is the UN Climate Change Conference in Madrid, Spain. Now inside the building behind me, the world's elites, politicians, celebrities, activists and faceless, however powerful bureaucrats are making decisions and drafting policies to control your life. I know that sounds exaggerated and probably a little overly sinister. But I'm dead serious. These people are talking about contraception as a means to control birth rates. They're talking about how much water you should be allowed to use in a day and how high a carbon tax really needs to be to make you drive less, eat less, use less electricity, home heating. Uh, you know, all the things you need to do to stay alive in Canada. These elites are making these decisions largely without any scrutiny or any skepticism whatsoever. My colleague, Kian Bexty and I are not allowed into the belly of the conference because our own government has asked the United Nations to keep us out. But there are some rare journalists on the inside who aren't some of the true believers. I met one at last year's incarnation of this conference in Katowice, Poland. His name is Alex Newman. He's with the New American Magazine and he is where Kian and I cannot be, in the belly of the UN beast. And he joined me yesterday to give me this skeptic's eye view from inside. is Alex Newman from The New American. I'm so sorry that it has been so long since we talked. Um, met you last year in Poland, um, and you're a fellow denier. However, you are allowed to be in the main conference because you're an American, and your government didn't ban you. I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, what's the sentiment um, around the Trump administration that, you know, that your sense for that 
on the other side where all the um, true believers really are. It was actually really intense. Yesterday they had an event with the Fossil of the Day Award and uh, it's actually put on by an organization called the Climate Action Network, which we found out is funded by a organization called the Sea Change Foundation, which was getting Russian money, ironically. No one's interested in Russia collusion all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, the billionaires, the Rockefellers and so on. And they hosted this thing and the United States won first, second and third place for being the best at being the worst. Um, Canada actually shared one of the awards with us. Uh, I think you guys shared third place because uh, you guys were still getting oil out of the ground, we're still getting oil out of the ground. In fact, we're now net energy exporters for the first time in decades. So the hatred against America, against President Trump was just off the charts. Um, they had three fake President Trumps to receive the awards. Um, all of them looked ridiculous with the crazy wigs. And uh, they all gave kind of silly Trump impersonations, making fun of him. And the, the audience, there, there was probably a mob of maybe 100, maybe 200 people there, official delegates. And I believe there were some American delegates there because I spoke with them in perfect American English. Could have been Canadian. But um, they were cheering him on and absolutely loving it. So um, the, the hatred against Trump is off the charts. They were mocking him, um, hating on America for not giving them more money. And um, yeah, they, they made it into a big spectacle. Um, now, you had mentioned that you had reached out to the American delegation. Um, is that an official government delegation or just a self-appointed delegation of people who claim to represent the United States but really aren't? Yeah, we're trying to find that out right now because, you know, in Poland last year, the Trump, President Trump himself actually sent a high-level delegation to troll the summit. Uh, they had a, a side event on the wonders of fossil fuels, you know, how great oil and coal were. We're going to keep using them because people need energy, people need to heat their homes. Um, this year, we didn't see anything like that, but there is a U.S. office there. These are lower-level State Department bureaucrats. Many of them holdovers from the Obama administration. And what I understand right now is that they're continuing to participate in this whole fraud as if President Trump wasn't the president. So my guess is the White House at the upper levels probably doesn't realize this, but uh, we're trying to find out right now. We sent an email. We haven't heard back yet, but hopefully we'll hear back soon, and we're going to go knock on the door in a little bit. So Now, I remember at uh, prior conferences, um, even though President Trump was officially trolling the conference, which was beautiful, it was. Um, and Poland was sort of trolling the conference by holding it at, at, you know, right across the street from the coal museum, and they opened it with the coal miners band. Yeah. And talked about how great coal was everywhere. And it is. Um, are there any other, like, state-level delegations here? I, I think I remember in Bonn, Germany, California sent a, a quite a large delegation um, because they're sort of in mourning that President Trump was elected. Is any of that happening? There is. There's actually probably the most prominent booth that we've seen so far is the We're Still In booth. And this is um, a lot of Americans, basically state level leaders, um, mayors of big liberal cities, and um, leaders of big companies, a lot of left-wing CEOs, who are basically saying, even though the United States is getting out of the Paris Agreement, we're still going to participate. And they actually had a whole delegation of American Democrats, including uh, Nancy Pelosi. Jay Inslee. Yeah, uh, I think he's here, if not one of his aides is here. But so they're trying to spread the message that the United States still supports this whole fraud, which of course is nonsense. We elected President Trump, who said man-made global warming hypothesis was a hoax to benefit the Chinese. That's what people voted for. But uh, they're acting like we're still involved, we're still on board. Al Gore was here saying we're unstoppable, we have all your youth, and they're out marching in the streets. So um, they're trying to give the appearance that the American people still support this, but the reality is I think uh, you know it's obvious that that's not the case. Yeah, there's a big disconnect with reality. Um, there's a huge um, sponsorship by fossil fuel companies here. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of greenwashing going on happening. Um, and 
sort of a, like you say, a disconnect from reality when the United States is getting these like fossil of the day awards and nobody's talking about how the renaissance in fracking has lowered CO2 emissions if you care about those sort of things. I don't, but these people apparently do. That's exactly right. I, I think it's rather sad that CO2 emissions in the United States are going down because you know CO2 is good for the planet. I, I talked to Dr. Will Happer, who served for uh, about two years as, clumps, as Trump's uh, climate advisor, and uh, he explained the Earth is starving for more CO2. So I would love to see our CO2 emissions rising. Unfortunately, that's not happening. They're going down in the United States but the United States is getting all the hatred. Meanwhile, in China, they're building coal-fired power plants faster than we can count them. Uh, massive emissions of CO2. Under the Paris Agreement, they said they might maybe consider by 2030 peaking their emissions, and yet China is being presented as the green savior of humanity. I think it really tells you everything you need to know about the agenda here, that a mass-murdering communist dictatorship which brutally oppresses its people and emits more CO2 than any other country on the planet is celebrated as the hero, while the United States, with our you know relatively free political institutions and our declining CO2 emissions, is somehow the bad guy that we're all going to hate. I wanted to ask you, on the way into the conference, there's those big billboards sort of along the walkway, and you're from Florida. I am. And I read that one of the in one of these billboards that Miami is going to be underwater very, very soon because of the rising sea levels. Um, you're from Florida, are you moving? Ha, no, actually I, I own a house very close to the coast and I love it and I will not be moving. And there'll be no need to move because the sea level is not going to rise and send us all away. Uh, in fact, I've talked to some of the UN's own scientists about this. Um, last year after Poland, I went up to Sweden and interviewed Dr. Nita Zaksan-Morner, who was one of the reviewers for the UN IPCC sea level section. The, ver the very first question I asked him was, hey, I'm from Miami, is my city gonna be underwater? He said, absolutely not. That's totally ridiculous, don't believe the hype. Um, he actually told the UN that their report was flawed, that it was incorrect on sea level and that they needed to retract it. They refused, so he resigned. Uh, I encourage people to go watch that interview. YouTube's trying to censor it, but we've got about 100,000 views on it now. But he, he spends 30 minutes talking about the sea level question. It is an absolute fraud. Um, in fact, he goes even further. He says that the idea that there is a such thing as a global sea level is in itself ridiculous. The sea level can rise in one part of the world and fall in another part of the world. He's been tracking it for 50 years. Um, one of the world's leading experts on sea level says it's a fraud. And you know, in Florida, we see this. You know, I, I see my parents live right on the water. We see where the water's been. They've owned the property since 1990. It hasn't moved at all. So we're not worried. Now, another thing that I've noticed here is there's a large contingent of school children constantly being pushed through here. And I know that you focus a lot on education and the progressive left indoctrinating our children. Um, I'm seeing a ton of that here. I think that is really the central thing that we need to understand about their strategy. You know, they've looked at the polling data. They know that most American adults don't even believe their hypothesis, much less want to sacrifice our freedom, our self-government, and our wealth to be able to deal with a non-existent problem. They know that. They've looked at the polls. They've done the focus groups. So their strategy is to capture the children. And they've been very clear about this. Al Gore just yesterday was speaking in there, and he said, hey, we have all the youth marching. So we're unstoppable. This is inevitable now. And that's their program. I mean, in the United States now, public schools all over America are teaching children to be terrified of man-made global warming. Uh, you know, only the UN can save us. We've only got, what is it, 11 years now left. So, you know, if we're going to win this battle over the long term, really, I think the focus needs to be on education because they're brainwashing the kids. I mean, Al Gore to me sounded like the Pied Piper. You know, oh, we got all your children marching. Uh, that's scary. Yeah, and, you know, I think Greta Thunberg is a perfect example of this where they've taken this young, troubled girl 
and made her the global spokesperson for something that I don't think she fully understands. And she's being treated like a rock star here. It's absolutely amazing. You know, just this morning I was reading scripture and by, by coincidence or maybe divine appointment, I was reading Proverbs 22 and it says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. And here we are with all these world leaders bowing down at the feet of a, you know, a young child, saying we must listen to the children. And yet when a child comes in, Naomi from Germany came in and said, hey, this is all a hoax. Nobody wants to hear it. So it's not about listening to the children. It's about listening to the children who are parroting the message we want them to parrot. And you're right, Greta doesn't understand this. The kids coming out of the public schools don't understand it. Um, I, I think it's exploitation of children. It's very sad. It's very troubling. And, you know, sensible adults ought to know better than to exploit little children to advance their political agendas. Now, you're on the inside of the conference. We have a few days left. What should we be watching for? What do you think is going to be the theme coming out of the conference as it wraps up? Well, you know, the, the rhetoric has clearly shifted. And, you know, when, you, when we come off the metro, it's very clear. All the signs were warning all the actors. It's not climate change anymore. Now it's a climate emergency. And a lot of it's supported by total fake facts. You know, 40% of Antarctica is going to melt. That's baloney. NASA just came out with a study a couple years ago showing that the ice in Antarctica was expanding at a massive, massive rate. So they're lying, but they're changing the rhetoric. And I, I think the real threat right now is, you know, and this actually came up in the European Parliament. They just had a debate on, on declaring a climate emergency. And some of the Germans said, wait a minute, Hitler used a declaration of emergency to usurp all these powers to do all kinds of things that no government leader should be able to do. Let's stop using this kind of rhetoric. But if you listen to what they're saying, every one of the UN bobbleheads, climate emergency. And so their big goals now at this summit are the creation of a carbon market where basically we'll all pay to emit literally the gas we exhale, CO2. And um, I think that's the big threat is the, the heating up of the rhetoric. The, you know, they've even talked seriously now about using UN military forces to impose these climate policies on nations that resist. Now, you know, that would be funny if they showed up in America, I think, but, you know, smaller countries, you know, that's a serious thing. So these people are getting very, very serious. You know, when they talk about emergency and the need to declare emergency, um, we're now in the risk of government usurping totalitarian powers. And um, if they think they can get away with it, I think that's what's going to come. So we need to be very clear that these people are dangerous, that they must not be allowed to usurp these powers, and that it's all based on a fraud. You know, we're seeing some of that happen in Canada, where many of our provinces have elected governments to oppose a carbon tax, and yet our federal government is imposing it on them, um, in some instances what could be perceived as illegal. And that's just a, a small, you know, a polite Canadian example, but I mean, that's really what it is, where, um, you know, global warming wasn't enough because it wasn't actually warming and then climate change wasn't enough because it wasn't actually changing and then now it's an emergency so really you know when you hear people talking about well the kids they have climate anxiety because of climate change no it's not because of that it's because you're giving it to them exactly. and then you're scaring them and you're making it something that um, is a real and existential threat to kids when it's just literally the weather Speaking of kids behind us, yeah. hey guys, but I mean, it's so true, the, yeah. the exploitation of kids here, and you're right, this climate anxiety is really a result of adults propagandizing. Yeah. These kids should be out playing soccer, these kids should be out playing with cars and trucks and yeah. dolls. They shouldn't be telling adults that we need to declare a climate emergency and usurp totalitarian powers. So it's very frightening. I think we really need to keep our eyes on education. Um, and you know, thank you guys for being here because there's so few media outlets that are willing to report the truth and it's very refreshing to see you here, so thank you. Yeah, we're doing our best from the outside. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and thank you for the good work you're doing at The New American. Thank you so much, Sheila. It's a pleasure to be with you. Alex 
and his new American team are doing great work to counter the narrative of the journalists here who are doing little more than just publishing UN press releases verbatim. Alex is asking accountability questions of his country's representatives, something I would absolutely love to do, but unfortunately they had me banned. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in for this away game version of my show. I'll see everybody back home at the same time next week. And remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.